1: Das Schuld wir han ich doch ihm wir jetzt hoyo we han yo, hoyo vaya yo ihaho. Uba uo ih din bejeret schuld
2: to the best soldiers in the world Israel, Et i Israel. I'm a better, I'm a better, no, I'm a better, 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 I'm
3: a better, I'm 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 a better,
2: I'm a better, 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 Hakdoshi. Hu a Chayaleh Yisrael
4: car came along it pulled up by my side and inside was a rabbi with a long white beard he said son i'm gonna take you for a ride why don't we go up to jerusalem oh up to jerusalem yeah up to jerusalem with me, yeah. Won't you come along with me? Why don't we go up to Jerusalem? Oh, up to Jerusalem, yeah, up to Jerusalem with me. Why don't we go up to Jerusalem? Oh, up to Jerusalem, yeah, up to Jerusalem with me.
2: Saneto, you know, Hemeshiatu deinuichiah be deyavoi. no vehoise, 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 Yad коло дому Божій. У вашої гордої тука. Ви коїл домодако шома. Ху малохи миєє гове The yo lifkoi madi badi,
0: J.M. and the A.M. and Could you imagine? Yeah, first week of Elul, and we figured, you know what? Time to get into the mood. That's one of the, uh, of course, classic prayers from our liturgy for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And there it is with uh, Ellie Marcus here at J.M. and the A.M. Moshe Laufer had and Rikud. You heard Dafka Nafshi, done by Lucy Klatzko. That's brand new. Gershon Navarroba's up to Jerusalem. We played that last Wednesday on the plane. Figured we play it now as well. Misha Berach, an incredible song in honor, in honor of the IDF from Yaakov uh, Shweki, Benny Freeman's brand new one, 222, as we continue to blow the show for in the month of Elul, and of course Regesh Modani opening things up, and we say good morning, welcome to a Wednesday on this 23rd day of August, day number six in the month of Elul, getting closer and closer to the end of 5783 and the beginning of 5784. Five, and I welcome all of you to a JMN broadcast on this Wednesday in our New Jersey studio with DJ Coleman on his way. We're going to talk about Uman today. I've, <laughs> anybody who knows me for the last 40 years from this audience knows that the Uman thing drives me nuts. And we're going to discuss it with him. He put out a whole, um, I don't want to say instruction guide, more like a uh, information packet about Uman. For Rosh Hashanah. Those of you not familiar, thousands of people from around the world go to Uman in the Ukraine for Rosh Hashanah. We'll explain all of that coming up. Also, Ari Mayrov is going to join us in the third hour this morning. He has over 670,000 Twitter followers, I believe, but he is not commenting on Jewish music or Jewish news or anything like that. We will explain what he is doing. And those of you who are looking forward to the upcoming NFL season, you might Learn a thing or two. <laughs> we'll discuss that with him in hour number three this morning here at JM in the AM. Yes, he's Wag's on vacation. He's got a big Simcha in the family, Mazal Tov. Uh, so, no live lunch today, but that'll return, of course, next week. Uh, more coming up. It's your Ellie Dickman. He's on the air with this selection. And uh, thanks for tuning in to JM in the AM.
5: في ליפמים
3: ישרגים כשאני מרגיש לברד צולקות להן אדמות ליאת המסחים המרצנים לא מסבירים לישום דבר להן and firstly, make me very happy You buy me a power From the Rogals I'd now become happy I want to return I'll do the cash <laughs> in my zip board. What's the
6: late
3: night? The <laughs> glow, i you. To be my slave, me, 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 Kola, so much to shablish koach. Rotzeleit ne tegle nuach. So he put It's are She To have you? The <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: Begadol, as manim shafach no col even, banino migdalim, ikham no halomot, loyadanukai vevel, sa meot, shah no mefobanu akol harev, sa ad مرا بين شواري مد ايام ازل كل ما شبي I'm going to go Yamim Domim, Paya ובמחשבה שנייה לחשתי לעצמי מה שהוא פגע בי אני אשכח עד מחר ומה שאני אחזיר לו אולי הוא לא לעולם אני רואה בכל אחד את העיניים התאורות שכולם אהבו ואני אוהב כמו שלא אהבתי מעולם
3: i que <laughs> sana Benabano banu ya say hay
0: Jam in the AM with Aton Katz and Avshalom Katz. Father-son combination, of Avshalom's composition, of course, and his son Aton with him on Kishoshana. I don't know why it took these many years to do a uh, a duet like that. I think it's fabulous, frankly. Although I've always had a uh, an affinity toward that song. Um, Tachzir et Hashanim. That was... Um, Mutty Weiss before that Simintov, brand new by Avram Willigan family, an album that literally just came out, was just released, and uh, that Simintov is in honor of Yaakov Willig's Bar Mitzvah. Um, the Levovos volume number three, the album composed and sung by Rabbi Avram Willig and his sons, Alicia Chaim Shmuel, Yaakov and Yosef and his son-in-law Akiva. So to them we say uh, Mazal Tov on the release. Leiv Avos volume number three is out. And there's no way anybody beat us to the world debut. That's for sure. We just played it this morning in hour number one. Uh, that was the Simintov. Mordechai and David Zani Mamin, De Hashem done by Naftali Kemper. Dakash al Matzav Ruach with Yoeli Dickman. And this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Round the World of Web at on the Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN
4: app.
0: Guy it's on the background. To we'll our news from Israel coming up. To our Sephardic friends, Kolakavod, that you are immersed in Slichos already during this month of Elul. As we get closer and closer to the brand new year, we'll do our Elul sofa blowing coming up. Don't forget, speaking of this year... It is critical that everybody focus on the chesed that can be performed during the month of Elul, and we are making certain recommendations. If you go to our website, nachomsigel.com slash chesed, you will see in our Elul Chesed campaign links to Misaskim, a link to the, um, to the fund that will help the Jews of the Ukraine uh, have basic necessities and needs for Yuntif. Uh, the Renewal website is there if you want to learn more about kidney donation. It's right, it's not just about money donation, kidney donation as well. And the Maui Fire Disaster Relief Fund, which began our Elul Chesed campaign with Rabbi Krasniansky, they're doing their best to help Jews in Maui and to help everybody in Maui and perform a tremendous Kiddush Hashem. Again, go to NachumSiegel.com slash Chesed. Galitzal Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast is next. Boca Toe from
7: Jamnam. גלי צהל מירושלים השעה 2, שלום רב, באולפן רני אבנאי עם מה שקורה עכשיו. ניסון פיגוע ירי הבוקר בשומרון, מחבל פתח באש לעבר אזרח ישראלי רועצון בחוות דורות אילית ליד קרני שומרון. לא היו נפגעים באירוע. האזרח דיווח על האירוע לכוחות הביטחון וצהל פתח בסריקות במרחב אחר חשודים. ידיעה שמסר כתבנו הצבאי דורון קדוש. אחר הרצח המרובה באבו סנן ולקראת הדיון המיוחד אחרי הצהריים אצל ראש הממשלה על הפשיעה בחברה הערבית במשטרה מבקשים להחזיר שימוש בתחנות רוגלה מדווח כתבי נורפוליטי יובל סגב.
0: המשטרה ביקשה לקראת הדיון להחזיר את השימוש בכלים טכנולוגיים במאבק בפשיעה בחברה הערבית. כזכרו בעקבות פרשיות פגאסוס ורוגלות אחרות, סומצם השימוש בכלים הללו. ההצעה מפורטת בעניין צפויה לכלול גם את הייעוץ המשפטי לממשלה ואת השבק. לחברה הערבית צפוי להיות נציג אחד בלבד בדיון, ראש עד הרשויות הערביות מודר יונס.
7: אלפים השתתפו בהלווייתו של מנכל עיריית טירה, אבדל רחמן קשוע, שנרצח ביום שני בערב סמוך לתחנת משטרה בעירו. מנכל עיריית ראשון לציון, דורון מילברג, המשמש השבוע ראש איגוד המנכלים בראשיות המקומיות, אמר לאמיר ברשלום בגלי צהל, אנחנו חוששים לחיינו, המדינה איבדה שליטה.
8: תגיעה דרמטית, בסמל של טול קלאפי, חובה על משטרת ישראל להפתח בעלי תפקידים בכירים ובראשם המנכבים. ירדנו לשפל, אין קווים אדומים, אין שליטה, אין בקרה, אין משילות, וזה לא משנה אם במגזר או במגזר היהודי, אנחנו חייבים לדרוש שסדר עדיפות ישתנה כאן.
7: לראשונה בישראל חוקה יוגש כתב שום נגד רמי ישמעיל, תושבתו בזנגריה בגין עבירות של סחיטה ביומים ושיבוש מהלכי משפט. מחקירת המשטרה עולה כי ישמעיל דרש דמי חסות מקבלן בצפון ונתפס על חם בית שבא לקחת את סכומי הכסף. הפקליטות הבקש להעריך את מעצרו עד תום מהליכים המשפטיים נגדו. כתבינו בצפון הדר מזכיר כי בחוק שהושר לפני כחודש יגודר עונש מעשר מינימלי של שלוש שנים, על עבירות פרוטקשן עוד נקבע כי בית המשפט יוכל לגזור של עד תשע שנים על אותן עבירות עכשיו ירושלים כבין 30 נעצר אמש בחשד לבעילה במרמה מעצרו האורך היום בבית המשפט עד ליום שני על פי החשד הגבר ישתמש בזהות בדויה ביישומי עיקרויות שונים ניל מערכות יחסים והבטחות שווה במטרה לקיים יחסים מינים נשים כתבתנו בבירה נועה מוסיפה כי במשטרה חושדים שנשים נוספות נפגעו ופועלים לאיתור הקורבנות. מזג האוויר, חם מאוד. אלה החדשות שאורך רואי ולד.
9: רגע לפני שקיעה לזיכרונות, לצוף ברמיים עוד קצת להירגע מכל הטירוף לשוט בדימיון בינתיים שכחתי מי אני, אני רוצה להיות זה התחפים שלי, זה ההתמקרויות המסכים קשים, החדשות ראות הפחד משתק מהתקופה הזאת איבדתי אוויר ואין כבר חלומות לקרוא במובו חמוק של דמיונות זה אפס מס ואלף כוונות וקיד בגל אגב מלא ברצונות
3: בסוף אני תמיד שוכח מכל הסימנים שאתה שולחך בסוף אני בתוך מרות סיבר על צבתאום דואר על צבתאום דואר אבל
9: I'm
3: Tôi I'm Threatening and closing in He tries to fight the current But his strength wears thin Clutching his young son and daughter Though he can barely swim But he's no match for the sea With its mighty waves Struggling to breathe For his lives to save And hopelessly feels his daughter Slip away from him. I'm coming, I'm
0: JM in the AM. Mordechai Shapiro with a twofer. You heard both the Aniyu Hudi remix and uh, before that Umi Baladecha here at JM in the AM. Oh, we missed uh, labeled that on the on the playlist. Let me fix that immediately. Uh before that we opened up the arrow with Akiva Rotzel Hitorer. And we say welcome to a uh, Wednesday morning broadcast here at JMM. and We're live in our New Jersey studio this morning, awaiting the arrival of DJ Kalman, so he and I can talk about Uman on the air together. This is the time of year to talk about Uman, as uh, I don't know how many tens of thousands are going to be heading there the Wednesday before Rosh Hashanah. So we'll talk about that coming up. Also, Ari Mayrov is going to join us. Many of you, I have to assume that there's some people in this audience that follow him on Twitter. He has, I think, over 700,000 Twitter followers at this point. So There's got to be some folks out there who are familiar with his Twitter feed. Uh, we'll speak with him in the 8 o'clock hour this morning and to get a perspective on what it's like doing what he's doing as an Orthodox Jew. Yeah, we'll explain the whole thing, don't worry. I think it's fascinating. <laughs> uh wednesday morning jm and the am hello hello thanks for joining us our elul chesed campaign is in full swing for information about supporting some of the causes we have featured so far nachom slash chesed slash chesed be as generous as you can this time of year for people that are in need that's our message rea kunstler and company next with this brand new one at jm and the am
10: As a child I followed in your ways Now that I am older it is harder I must say I have my own free will Still I choose you Being a servant's not a burden When you're working for the king Who loves you like a son and daughter Only wants to bring you closer Bring me close Oh when I feel so far
9: I'm
8: הלכת לעיבוד באמצע החיים והכל סוגר מהר <מח> חזק תסתכל למעלה ותסמוך אלוקים הוא שומר אז אל תדאג לפעמים הכל הפוך לא ان <laughs> كشل I'm <laughs> <laughs> לך שאין פה שום תפתח בשם בכל
0: JM and the AM with Noam Cornwasser and Alicia Cohen together with that one. It's called the Hurachum. And again, it's uh, both Noam. And Alicia with that selection here at JM. The AM. Chaim Israel with Hashem Melech Avodat HaLev done by Arye Kunsler and Itzik Dady. It's a brand new release here at JM in the AM. Now I believe that the guest that we're going to introduce to you in a few minutes from now, after our by Goldwasser, I believe we are um, we are uh, required directed uh, to refer to him as DJ Kalman. I believe that his, his um public persona. DJ Kalman doesn't even realize the type of crusade that I've been on over the last 20 years about this whole Uman situation with Russia Shunna. He doesn't realize he's about to uh, walk into a den of lions. He doesn't realize that he's going to be challenged to hold his own as someone who does travel to the Ukraine each and every year. At least I assume so based on <laughs> based on the booklet he released. Uh, so we'll discuss all of that coming up. This is the time of year to discuss it, after all. If I want to understand why people go to Uman for Rosh Hashanah, this is the time of year to try to figure it out and uh, begin to appreciate what other people do. I, I, as many of you know, for the last 40 years, I go to Staten Island for Rosh Hashanah, and I have the honor of leading services at the new Springville Jewish Center, but any available family members are with me. The people who go to Uman from different parts of the world, I'm assuming they are leaving their families for Russia Shun. And, of course, we've had this conversation on the air before with our friends from Simply Svat and about a thousand other people. So we'll have some fun with DJ Coleman coming up right here at jm and uh, yesterday we went to our washer and we <laughs> suffered a big technical problem. Went off the air for a couple of minutes. Hopefully this will go through without a glitch. Uh, this time each and every... A uh, Monday through Thursday. It's Rabbi David Goldwasser. His words: of Nishmas Harav Alevi and L'zech Esther Basar Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning chizuk.
11: Good morning. The great tzaddik Rabbi Levi Yitzchak Berdichev offers a beautiful observation as to why we say the words "Hashem Svasai Tivtoch, Hashem, please open my lips." Before we begin, the Shmona Esrei, the Amida. the Gemara and Brachos comments that this pasuk is not an interruption between the Broch of Geula and the shmon Esrei, because once it was instituted by the Chachomim, it is considered like a regular part of the shmon Esrei. Reb asked if this pasuk was meant to be part of the original shmon Esrei, so then why is it that the Talmud didn't say it straight out? However, he explains that the Gemara statement is, is obvious that in truth the posuk was not originally in Shemona Esrei but it was added later on Hashem Hashem's tiftoch is a tefillah to Hashem that we should have the wherewithal to pray in previous generations when people were on a much different level this short tefillah was not necessary however as we know with each succeeding generation there is a spiritual decline because of that this posuk was added as a tefillah asking for siyata HaDeshma'yah, divine assistance in serving Hashem. We learn that there are two concepts that comprise our tefillah. One is tefillah itself and the other is a request to Hashem that he should facilitate our tefillahs. As it is known, Reb Lev was supposed to pass on after Yom Kippur. However, he asked Hashem, please allow him to be one more time in this world, to be Mekayim the mitzvahs, to fulfill the mitzvahs of Lulav and Esrug and Sukkah. He davened to Hashem to please wait and allow his neshama to remain until after Sukkah. Indeed, Rebbe Yitzchak returned his neshama after Sukkah. The Choyz of Lublin Said that every day he would set aside a special time to thank Hashem for sending the pure and exalted neshama of Rabbi of into this world. Indeed, the great Berditchev was a blessing for all the generations. Shlusa Yogen Olenu V'Al Kol Yisrael. May his merit shield over us and all of Klal Yisrael. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser. Bringing you morning physic. Have a nice day.
0: JM in the AM. Thank God we made it through our Goldwashers segment without any technical glitches, and you're listening to JM in the AM. It is, in fact, a Wednesday morning broadcast. We are in our New Jersey studio, which affords us the opportunity so many times to bring interesting guests to these airwaves. DJ KLMN was with us before. When we debuted, sort of, the Milo Cohen album a couple of months back, you might recall that. We had a whole discussion about Jewish music, really learned a lot about, about uh, Milo that morning, frankly. And DJ KLMN is back because uh, he revealed to us not only that he's an expert on Uman uh, for Rosh Hashanah, but he also is in charge of a music release, a video and music release, which has been uh, shared. I believe already we'll find, out the, excuse me, we'll find out the whole story, but I believe it's already been shared with the world uh, regarding uh, Uman 5784, DJ KLMN, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, am Great to be here. Nice to be here. Are we allowed to play the Miles Cone? Is it released or not released? It's not released. It's, it's so we still have to hold back a bit. We got to hold back a little bit. We're getting there. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think the timetable is on that? By, um, a, by Thanksgiving,
12: are we playing it or not? Oh yeah, for okay. sure. We got uh, we had an amazing thing. Actually, we got two great musicians to collaborate on two tracks with Milech Barry Weber. Since did. we since we came, yeah,
0: Barry Weber's. Well, oh, he's it. amazing. He's fantastic. Have you ever seen his Yeshiva in action? He, by the way,
12: Yeah, sure. I had. I, we hosted them at Landed Eagle also,
0: and. And how many boys was that? Twenty. Or Twenty something? guys. Twenty. Yeah. He is yeah. doing. I said to him, I have this. I have this lecture. I love giving about tefillah. I said him, I'd love to come up and speak to the boys, and I hope it works out one day. But he's doing amazing work. We've actually featured him on the air and asked people to donate and to support him. Uh, Barry Weber, everybody, you think he's just a Jewish music star? He's doing incredible work with uh, young men in our community who need a little bit of a direction. And who else is on it, Barry? And you said there was another one.
12: Uh, yeah, uh, that, that'll be another surprise. secret. Yeah, All right.
0: we'll do that when it comes out. Um, and obviously you've been spending some time on the Jewish music over, over the last few weeks because today I decided to install in my laptop everything you've sent me over the last 48 hours. <laughs> I think we're going to have to do this on the air just to sort through what I have here. Okay, but anyway, great. we'll get to all of that. And also you and I had the opportunity a few weeks ago to participate in a beautiful simcha. Uh, there were people there like Yehuda Green, who I know you're very fond of, and uh, is actually working on, on something with you right now. Yeah. Uh, Yehuda's unbelievable. Hadn't seen him in a while. It was great to reunite with him. Also, I saw Noah Solomon, who is, I mean, you're talking about some really pure neshamas that you're hanging oh, out yeah. with, frankly. Oh, yes. the a lot of great people. And Miloch, of course, was there. And we had an opportunity to celebrate an amazing occasion. So DJ KLMN is here in our studio. And how many years, I'm assuming it's years, and not just that you're a rookie at this, how many years... Are you in Uman for Rosh Hashanah? So
12: my first trip was with uh, Rav Nachman Elbam Zatzal
0: back in... One of our closest... Fa- well, you know that, that he was one of our closest family friends, yeah. I don't Ideal, know that I knew. You knew that. Ideal Tours? You knew yeah. that years ago, yeah. Wow, yeah. He's, yeah. he's gone a while,
12: by the way. He is gone a while. He, he used to come back to Rabbi Besser Steele every year, and it was Rosh Hashanah. He Rosh and I, Besser, were brother-in-laws. His brother-in-laws. Right. And he would, I'd say, Rabbi Elbam, how was it? He'd say, My Dick. So I came. Nachman
0: Elbaum went to Uman
12: every year. It was Nachman Elbaum. He he left Baranovich. He was one of in the youngest year, Baranovich or Belchan and Wasserman Sheir.
0: I thought he was a Gerar cousin. He,
12: he was man. very tied to Gar right. He had also connections. He was one of the first guys that went in and opened up Uman.
0: And you met him on the Upper West Side. I, I, I with the and is- by the way, before we get into everything, and this is a great tangent, we should mention. And I'm sure people in this audience knew Nachman Elbaum from Ideal Tours. It's funny; his name came up yesterday in a conversation. Um, he opened up everything. It wasn't just Uman. You wanted to go to the Groszschule. You wanted to go to Poland. You wanted to go to Krakow, Budapest. You wanted right. to go anywhere in Russia right. or any of the ancillary you know, USSR breakup countries. He was the pioneer. Right. And he used to work with caterers to put together tours. Were you on any of those trips? I didn't go on any tours,
12: but I, when I did start going with him to Uman... I was asking him, we'd, we'd have these long drives to the air, from the airport to Uman, and i said. say...
0: Yeah, by the way, long is an understatement. Yeah, those really. days, yeah. In fact, you published that it's a few hours. A guy in Israel yesterday told me it's, it's 10 hours.
12: It depends where you go. This year, it depends ah, where you go from. Okay. So one second, I interrupted yeah. you. Go ahead. No, no, yeah. so, so, so I said, you, how did you end up getting everyone into Uman? He said... We bought a Jaguar in 1980-something, and we gave it to the mayor of Uman. That's how we started getting in.
0: Brilliant. Yeah, they really knew And you to said, go. and you indicated in that handbook that some of those tactics, some are necessary still, some are no, not necessary. No, absolutely
12: not. Oh, it you're is, saying not at all? Not at all. It's all, even going in with the war. It's no presentations n- to the mayor. <laughs> nothing needed anymore. <laughs> now, we've, we've we've broken down the
0: Now, let, but we got to do the timeline here. It, this first trip was probably what year?
12: around? Uh, 2006.
0: So he was still around 2006? just yeah, sure.
12: He was probably 83, right. 84. And he had been coming back every year from Rosh Hashanah. And I remember I said, if he's going to Rosh Hashanah Uman, I have to go with him. Let me go.
0: And this is because you happened to meet him on the Upper West Side? I used to. I or was,
12: you I was Rabbi Besser Shul. He was my rough. Rabbi Best was my rough for years. And, and I was very close to the L-bombs. And I just wanted to see it. I wanted to experience it. I was the at,
0: Rabbi on 84th Street, I think, is the that, name of the book. Right? That's right. Yeah, I just looked at it For again. those of you who want context, Yisrael Besser, who is a frequent guest of ours, is his grandson. That's is right. He's Rabbi Besser's grandson. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we did that piece. So, so you're real I mean, you've seen it from the very beginning those those
12: were already no i think we had about f- uh, 10,000 15,000 people even there. in 06 yeah we had a lot of people
0: So there. do you have any clue what the first year was like when was when was there a revelation <laughs> that now Uman, because of Rav Nachman of Breslov who's buried there is going to be a destination for Chana Was it right after the breakup of the Soviet Union I don't know enough about
12: the exact history no I've, they were going under the under the iron curtain they were going in in the 80s they were, were including group, him or absolutely there were groups that would sneak in they'd Knew where the caver was. It was in a woman's house, and they would go and they would dive in there. So it had mm. been going on for years. And, and you know, there is a long masora of going to your Rebbe or right. on Rosh Hashanah in Europe. Was, so
0: if he's 06, for argument's sake, the first time he went may have been ten years before that. Oh, my, I, even more. He was that. in the eighties. He was going under the Iron right. Curtain. Yeah, he was sneaking in. DJ KLMN is here. You know, you you <laughs> I I you heard what I said. You are walking into a lion's den. Yeah. You, you mentioned that you did this with Nachman alba I'm like, I mean, come on. Who's a, who's more spiritual than him if he felt this was important?
12: You know? It was amazing. That really was the only reason I went. And it was, you can imagine Nachman davening with 10,000 yidin standing at the clois, the big the big, uh, right, shul I there. Right, I get it. but And when they start singing Rosh Hashanah, everyone together. I mean, of course, you go to any Jews, 10,000 people together davening. Rosh right. Hashanah is going to be amazing anyway.
0: Because the impression for a guy like me. Who's in Staten Island for Rosh Hashanah? That's the closest I've ever got. Oh, I've to, heard of that shul. That's the closest I ever got to Uman, by the way. <laughs> for a guy like me, the impression is you're standing in a cemetery. The impression is it's a it's got to be a scene that I get. It's spiritual, but it's sort of a little strange. But but you just used the word shul. Are you literally in a shul?
12: It's there? called the Cloys. Now there are numerous minyanim. If you could, when I was there in 2006, it was just kind of the beginnings. Today you have them with 10,000, them with 5,000. There are numerous shoes. All
0: outdoors? or
12: No, they're under different tents. Louis Shiner's built beautiful tents there where you have. And houses. why was he
0: interested in doing this? Because he also wanted to accelerate people coming. Like. I think that it was just, he
12: picked up on this idea of being able to, to feed, you know, in the, the time there were 5,000 Jews coming right. in, it was hard to get food, and then the, he picked this up through... And also years ago. Years ago, yeah.
0: And when you went the first time, was there an organized meal thing, or... There
12: was, he had, again,
0: that year, I think
12: there was about 5,000... Oh, people, he was he, already in. He was in. feeding, he was right. already right, in, and... Right, and there were, maybe there was one or two hotels back then. tiny so, little hotels.
0: So all the people you're mentioning in this conversation are, are not fly-by-nights. They, they've they been serious about this for a long, long time. right. That's important to know. I mean, I get it. Also, and excuse my ignorance, I should have looked it up, is Rav Nachman's yard site on Rosh Hashanah around this time, or that's not the relevance? No. So that's not the relevance of it. The relevance is that people believe if they daven with their Rebbe on Rosh Hashanah, again, at the tzion of Rav Nachman in Breslov, it will bring, I assume, a... A good, healthy, happy, sweet new year, right?
12: Right. Well, the claim is that if you daven by Rebbe Nachman, he'll pull you out of Gehenna right. by your payas. You hear that a lot. Well, these
0: are words he said. He I'm did say that. Right. Come to me on Rosh
12: Hashanah. Oh, he, he, he daven said Rosh Hashanah. Oh, okay, that. so he now said, we know why. Yes, right.
0: But it wasn't his your type. Right, Gannon. but we know that Rosh Hashanah was obviously important. To yes, him. absolutely. And, and so his circle of Talmidim has expanded like crazy. It's not just breastless Hasidim. Oh, no. It's, like our friends from Simply Tzfat belong there, but I don't know what DJ KLMN found, uh, you know, interesting about it. It's
12: it, 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 I'm, Well, I'm a bit of a spiritual adrenaline junkie. I, so. And
0: you're surrounded by thousands of others.
12: Yeah, it is really. I mean, strange.
0: guys have said to me, Sfardim, Ashkenazim, limited background, strong background, old, young, a guy who's 18, a guy who's 80. Every one of those categories has said to me how uplifting the experience is. I've always taken the opposite position because I, I just don't know how someone can leave their family for the Yuntif of Rosh Hashanah. All right. Although the truth is that there are a lot of people who go to their, their yeshivas, and they spend most of those two days davening, and, and the meals are not really comprehensive, like on Sukkot and Pesach. So... It's sort of like, you know, my tina is not as strong as I think it is.
12: It's brought down the Shulchan Aruch. You go to your rabbi on Rosh Hashanah. Sure, people talk about it all the time.
0: Right, yeah. So we, as Misnagdim or as more modern people, or however you want to classify us, we've gotten that for Yom Kippur. Like, we get total separation from everybody. We haven't gotten it yet for Rosh Hashanah. Yeah.
12: Well, the breast lovers say, the Rosh Tavis of Elo is Ani Uman Ve'ishti Levad. <laughs>
0: But that sounds terrible. By the way, it means that I'm going to Uman, and my wife will be alone. Now, obviously, she she often does have company. She so, does in yeah. her own children and and in law children. So it's not like you know that it's always like that. But well, I have a brother in law.
12: I, feel- I have a brother law who's, who's a big breast lover in Natanya, and he his wife says. Her most exciting time of the year, she cooks all the food for him. He takes it to Uman. And then she's with her and her daughters and her and her sisters, and they're all together. It's like a female holiday for them. They enjoy it.
0: It's like a Shabbos Kala. Right. Maybe it's not as crazy as I think. It's not. And it's only two days. And the reality, again... Is that in a lot of communities, there are people who are davening from 8 to 4 every day. Right. It's not all Staten Island, but we're doing the three-hour service from uh, from DJ KLMN. You know what I'm saying? (laughs)
12: Well, the davening over there in Uman... I've davened in a, a beautiful, uh, there's a beautiful kol in Gula called Nukuta Tova, yeah. and they built a huge building there where they have rooms and guys coming and saying there. the davening starts at 7 in the morning, and it ends late at night with no afsaka. I, I mean, mean, they're eating lunch at 5 o'clock.
0: Yeah, but you're just-
12: After Minklath, after everything. After everything. You're on cloud nine. Right. There's nothing like
0: it. Uh, we'll talk about the war in a minute, and, and 5784, which is coming up, but- Tell me about the infrastructure. You went in 06. What was it? were, were there buildings? Were there places for you to sleep? Sure. Were, and what and today I hear it's like a whole big business over there. It
12: is. Yeah, in 06 you would most people were, were renting uh, apartments from the local Ukrainians. They would pretty much make their entire annual salary by renting out their apartments.
0: And they, well, no matter what they thought of us, they welcomed that, right? Right, sure. And they,
12: I think you had one or two hotels. Now you've got numerous hotels. Built by uh, Jewish people? Built by Jewish people, yeah. Keep Bergman's, built a lot of hotels. Are they there.
0: all packed preemptive? Yeah,
12: absolutely, sure. You're, you're Do you around. have good
0: accommodations? Uh, they're Nice, yeah. I a mean, guy I mean, my size could not find comfortable accommodations, correct? We'll,
12: we'll, when you come, <laughs> and you'll bring Nate, and we'll go, <laughs> we're doing it, we're doing Uman together. <laughs>
0: That's a reference to Rabbi Nate Siegel, who DJ KLMN has publicly invited to come to Uman on Rosh Hashanah. I don't know if he could trade the three-and-a-half-hour service for what goes on there, but who knows. And in 06, did you, even though it was officially catered, did you feel the need to schlep along your own food or not?
12: Uh, well, my brother-in-law's wife uh, cooked all the food for us. And it was plenty. Yeah, it was
0: amazing. Yeah. And and no matter where you stay and where you rented, you had fridges, you had ovens. Everything's everything.
12: taken care of now, yeah. It's
0: really, really done beautifully. And now the vendor... Vibe is pretty amazing, right? Like, there are people on the street it's, selling different things and services and stuff, right? If you look at the video
12: we did, Pushkin Avenue, yeah. the reason we did it was to... Is that the main drag? It's the main drag, and you see all the stores, and you see the restaurants, and I mean, there are pizza shops and, and, and
0: coffee And not only open in L. Uh, some no, are open some to, are
12: open year round, but Elo is really the main right. time and you've you're, you're, the dancing on the streets.
0: Now if Russia's son and, and your wife knows about this, right? She knows sure. your, she knows you going Oh, right? it was in the kaduba. We had to we negotiate. <laughs> you actually wrote oh, it. Oh you yeah. You wrote it
12: to your marriage contract. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I see there's some conditions you will not <laughs> you'll not cave in on. Um uh, what was I just asking? Yeah, so if Yuntiv is Friday night, which, believe it or not, this coming year it is, if Jantów is Friday night, do you go Wednesday? Are you there a week before for Slichus? Like, what do you do? So we
12: usually get in um, a day before. As, oh, you know, literally? Depending, yeah, depending. How, when, and it's a little, it's tricky with the war now, so there's right. three, three ways to get in. Well, there are more, but people are going through Poland. Wait,
0: was there always only one way to get in? Like, the traditional route that everyone uh, took before the war? You could go either
12: Odessa or Kiev, and you just took a cab or a right. or bus that was... Pretty simple. And what
0: are you doing this year?
12: So this year we're going to fly in to Romania and go through Moldova and then cut through uh, the border and go straight to Uman.
0: And those two car rides are very long. They'll be how long each one? I think, well, let's say from Moldova,
12: Kishinev to the uh, border of Uman, it's maybe three hours. That's it. And then you walk through. I'm telling everyone, do not drive your car through. Walk through and get another, get another taxi on the other side of the border. It's another three hours to Uman.
0: So it's not the 10-hour. Why did someone say to me they go to Moldova and it's a 10-hour ride? It
12: depends you, which airport you're flying into. There's yeah. quite a few. But also, at Poland, there's actually a train now a lot of people are taking this year.
0: So the train that goes from where
12: to where? It goes from Poland into, uh, I think, through Moldova into uh,
0: Uman. Wow. Um, it, now, you were there last year.
12: Last year, I did not go. Oh, you didn't
0: go last year. No. The, did the war affect those who went? Like, was it? Obvious that they were in a area that's at war, or no?
12: So <laughs> listen, I mean, I think if you talk to uh, if you talk to people that were there, they'll tell you that Uman last year was actually probably more intense and more special spiritually than it was before. He had about fourteen thousand people that showed last year.
0: Right. Uh, so you had- you're saying mi Miyamos, You're surrounded by people who literally have gone through that experience
12: right and you have um i mean the front is about 800 kilometers away from oh Loman. that's far so, yeah i mean in israel you've got ashkelon you're, you're 100 right. kilometers away from the, the battle right. and there's uh, the only
0: part of your handbook i didn't like i don't i don't like comparisons to our brothers and, and sisters in israel are going through bombings and they're much much closer to the border right yeah right. you overdid it on that one. okay so um, i'll, I'll try you off the air <laughs> That's not- <laughs> the last time i visit visited your home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> DJ KLMN is here. Now, we should make this clear because I'm going off in so many different directions here. This, what was the name of the street you said? Pushkina Avenue. So you decided... That you have to make a and this is out. The video is out. The video just dropped Godish, hello, in honor and, of whom In honor of Uman. Who's involved? Year. You and who else is involved in this video?
12: Okay, so I put the video together, the song with uh, a, a music producer uh, named Zvika Bornstein. Oh, no, we know Zvika. You know Zvika, sure. I, I know where I saw him at your house. That's <laughs> right, yeah. yeah <laughs> <sure>. Zvika <laughs> works with a lot of greats, Niseen right? Black, God sure. Um And then, of course, Myla Kohn and I collaborated on this. We did the lyrics together. And we wanted to kind of do a, a tribute to Laser Shiner and everything he does in so some of the lyrics are attributed to Laser here in the song.
0: Well, that's really cool because mm-hmm. I don't know people who are high profile like that don't don't always get you know nice tributes to them. That's really that's nice. right. And he knows about it, right?
12: Uh, I don't know yet. I'm sure. I'm mean, he's in Africa now. I think what, what's amazing when you go, when you see uh, what Laser does over there, and you see he builds this magnificent um, dining halls, red carpets, everyone's treated like, and it's it's literally a meeting place of all Jews from all over the world, having your students together.
0: We've seen the food preparation videos from Jack Shelby, because uh-huh. he's been there a lot, Jack. Okay. And um, it, it's quite an operation. Like, that's really the only way to describe it. It's just a massive operation that somehow has gotten toward perfection over all these it's years. It's incredible. I mean, fresh baked breads and crates. Yeah, yeah, it's. it's and you make a reservation, and your meal will be there. It's there. When you're ready for yontif dinner, yontif lunch, et cetera, et cetera. Right. All right. Um I have here something that says landedeagle.com Pushkina Avenue. Would that be the uh...
12: That's where you find the information. It's on YouTube. Pushkina Avenue. Okay. Oh, I I said Pushkina.
0: <laughs> oh. I think this is it. But this is this is this um this is a ten-minute video. Does that make sense?
12: Right. So we do. Like I said, we wanted to highlight people to see what's going on in right. Uman, Russia. So the first three minutes is a song, and then you've got oh. a, a seven-minute kind of a back behind-the-scenes tour of the music scene in
0: Uman. So the vastly unprepared Nahum Siegel could actually play the first three minutes right now. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I see you like my honesty. All right, uh, DJ KLMN is here. Uh, those of you out there, who, you can search this online, and certainly search it in YouTube. If you're into what goes on in Uman, or if you're not into what goes on in Uman every single year, uh, Pushkina Avenue, P-U-S-H-K-I-N-A Avenue, uh, you literally could search those words and uh, check out the video which we're about to play, or at least part of it, so you'll hear uh, what the song is all about. On a um, on a new music alert Wednesday at JM in the AM.
2: Houston, uh, Tranquility Base
5: here. The go has landed.
1: Now, greetings to the world here with the one and only KLMN coming to you live from Oman, right here on Pushkin Avenue.
3: Oh, here we go. No!
0: to some of the people tuned in but we are highly recommending checking out this video dj klmn has obviously spent a tremendous amount of time and effort to put together some amazing first of all i honestly can't get over these scenes i mean the way you described it earlier is exactly what it is i mean just a, a a a large street or thoroughfare Filled with Jewish people who seem to be celebrating every single second. Celebrating? This year we're Just let that <laughs> mic drop.
12: This year we're expecting 30,000. Laser's already got meals for 15,000 set up. I mean, it's happening. It's, uh, I spoke to his guy on the ground two days ago. He said, I said, what's it like? He said, You know what it's like in Yerushalayim? I said, Yeah. He goes, It's like Yerushalayim over here right now. It's quiet as you can be. All the, all the grocery stores are filled with fruits, vegetables, oils. Even the non Jews have all the food they need. Last year, they had some problems getting like. Did, they, did
0: the non-Jewish people think that everything's full because the Jews are coming? <laughs> I don't think that, no. In other words, a, a month ago, it was also there. I mean, yeah, it's well, it's been there. yeah, the
12: factories have been... Re- Putin bombed the PepsiCo factory last year, and <laughs> oh, they rebuilt it, and now they They had to get the Pepsi from Romania last year. Now they're getting it from the same factory.
0: And, Putin's ruining everyone's... Uh, uh, Russia, Hashanah, yeah. Um, and everyone's lives there. It's like... Right. Yeah. I don't get the whole thing. Um i'm also surprised frankly that uh everyone i mean look i I guess if you make the effort and you and you have the commitment to go there every year you're going to figure out a way to go with thirty thousand colleagues and no matter whether there's a war or not simple as that people are going to go now why do you you keep saying the number 30 but then you said laser's preparing for 15 is that because half the people do stuff on their own yes
12: half the people do well you know what you have a lot of imitators success has many fathers so are
0: other massive
12: absolutely guys have built their own compounds now and they're feeding a few thousand here a few thousand there it's amazing they're and the imitators
0: and the person sleeping furthest away from the main area will be how far away i would say probably a 30 minute walk on the outskirts. people rent so there homes a-
12: yeah but i'd say so most people stay kind of local in the main area
0: how they many try. are on uh, Pushkin Avenue? Oh, are, are there
12: places to sleep? In? Sure, that's where all the old Soviet buildings are, and people rent their apartments there still. That's what and you
0: said being. in your handbook, and we'll go through it in a second. Uh, you said in your handbook that that um, that normally when it's not Yuntif. Matsay Rosh Hashanah, I would assume Era Rosh Hashanah. There's a lot of music, a lot of music. Oh, of, sure. But this year is going to be a little quieter. This
12: year and last year is quiet. I think uh, people don't
0: make, don't want to make a chilla right. like, you know, Time a of war, the on. whole thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, and you said that in a way that might be a good thing. It's a little easier to sleep. Yeah, Lily just <laughs> <to> sleep. That's, <laughs> I mean, would the celebrations go on all night? Absolutely. Yeah, it's a lot. So, of some Gedalia, when you'd wake up some Gedalia morning, most people did not have a good night's sleep. Yeah, it, it
12: depends. <laughs> I mean, too to, much to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, you call it the um, the what you call the State of the Uman address. <laughs> DJ KLMN of Landed Eagle Records, uh, it, along with the release of the Pushkin Avenue video, which again we are now highly recommending. Uh, is giving his state of Uman address. Those of you out there who are uh, planning on going or thinking about going, I want. Are, are there last minute people? Like are there people in the next two weeks going to be say, you know what, I'm going to drop everything and go? For
12: sure, you need plenty of those. If Rabbi Nachman calls you, you go. You know, there's guys still contacting me through our program that want to come. Artists and musicians, we usually bring an entourage with us every year. We brought last year. We brought Zivika Bornstein. It was uh, two years ago. Zavika was, was his first time to Uman.
0: So you. You were responsible for a lot of that music there.
12: Sure. Yeah. We're bringing, uh, let's see, Tal Halevi is an old, an old Breslau musician. He's coming this year with us as well. He hasn't been in about uh, 10 years. I don't think he's been.
0: And the number of musicians who probably come from Israel must be. You
12: get some really interesting uh, talent there. Yeah. Um, the Pumbadisa brothers, they, they really run the, the, the whole oh, stage. Well, Simply Zvat. They're Simply Zvat. coming there. Yeah, they're, they're... there. Nisim Black is, he's really the grand Rebbe now of Uman. He is like an amazing, amazing person. And, we were learning Le on backstage before the concert two years ago and just watching him. I have, I have to tell the story because before he went on stage, I was standing behind, behind the scenes with him. And for five minutes he went back and I was like I just caught out of the corner of my eyes seeing him be doing his spotad, just asking for Siatashmaya before he performed. And I could overhear what he was saying. Kadosh Baruch Hu, please just give me the I wanna disinspire the Jewish people. Let me be a shliach for you. Rabunash Shalom, let me talk to the people. It was amazing. And then he came out
0: and rocked. It. And I remind everybody listening that he was not born a member of our faith. That's right. An incredible story. Incredible What does story. that say about us? Right. Wow. 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 Um, all right. The point you made earlier, you write here that Uman's 800 kilometers from the war, which is obviously important. You're not in the middle of, the, of a war zone, and chances of, God forbid, a bomb dropping on people in Uman is quite rare. The factories, as you said, are back in business. The Pepsi factory destroyed last year. that had to import soda from another country. This year, things are up and running again. Plus, the supermarkets, as you indicated, are full. The non-Jewish population must be thrilled, <laughs> frankly. Um, and fourteen to 15,000 people are going to be fed by the group that you mentioned, led, led by Laser. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are taxis available. Just don't go in the middle of the night because of the curfew. Again, a wartime thing, I assume, mm-hmm. right?
12: Yeah, there's still a curfew, although it's not so enforced as
0: it was last year. Yeah, that's true. They're probably going to be much more lenient. Uh, and then you mentioned, of course, as we just discussed, the different uh, advice you have how to get over the border and which cabs to take, et cetera, et cetera. And then you have a very interesting piece here. And this is what I alluded to at the beginning of this conversation. You are encouraging people, and, and, and let's be serious for a second. You're encouraging people not to bribe officials who are there or people in general, I guess, right? Absolutely. There's do no not, need to do no that. It's to, a bad idea to do it.
12: Right. When you go across the border, they sort of put you into a room. They will give you your passport back. It's a five-minute process. People get impatient. They start knocking on the it's not it gets like, be a yeah, longer yeah, process. Yeah. So you, not, the only thing is you don't want to bring cigarettes out of, out of the Ukraine into Romania. They'll, they will confiscate everything and alcohol is a big problem.
0: But not, uh, not imprisonment. They'll just take it. They'll take it, They'll
12: confiscate it. And, I mean, anything beyond cigarettes is going to be a problem, and there, there have been some arrests, so you want to stay away from that Well,
0: story. you actually indicated in this thing that someone's sitting in jail for something. What was it, cannabis? Yes. There they're was. sitting in jail. Now. And he
12: had a medical license apparently as well. And it He's, still doesn't he help. still got in trouble, yeah. So leave that stuff at home, guys.
0: Can we get him out by bribing, or no, it doesn't work that way? <laughs> I'm not no sure.
12: I'm, they're working on it over there.
0: But in, in all seriousness, I mean, I don't know how much you want to say on the air, frankly, but th- there's got to be people that you meet along this whole route that you feel you have to give a gift to, just to get better service or to, you know. I have I mean, listen. No need. If you need to tip, some guys have to help right. you carry your suitcase. Right, that type of give thing. Give them ten or fifteen dollars. I'm there's saying plenty that, of guys are, and they you. must for ten bucks. They must be. They're thrilled. They'll do anything. They're thrilled. Um, do, are there locals whose kids are now involved in the, like the younger people they've gotten involved in this whole business? Sure, them It's sure. like, it's, this it's a is a lifesaver.
12: It's a lifesaver. I mean, the entire population of Uman doubles for Rosh Hashanah. It's literally the lifeblood of the whole economy
0: there. Have you ever gone non-Rosh Hashanah?
12: I did. I took, um, my rabbi in Muncie, Rabbi Berg, uh, that's all a few years ago. What time before, of year? Before he was nifter? It was the middle of the winter. And, um, were there any Jewish kosher services? Uh, there was the, the chief rabbi, Rabbi John, was there, and he prepared some suitors for us. So Joe Nakash was nice enough to give us his airplane, and David Nakash. And we flew Rabbi Rabbi Berg and his oncologist. We spent two days on the ground there. It was amazing. Middle of the winter. Um, it's cold. I mean, really, really.
0: not. And it sounds like it's
12: empty. Pretty empty, yeah. You have a few, you know, in those days, you have maybe 100 families there. Phew.
0: Any members of the Jewish community live there permanently? Sure. Oh, was that sure. the hundred? Absolutely. To? Yeah. About Jewish. Now people.
12: there's more year round. There's more more people living there. Then you need a school. You need they have a, school. They have, need... a school. they have a school. How many mikvahs are, a... are there? I'm not sure. There's a lot. But though. people I mean, have built oh, yeah. the <laughs> <years? laughs> There used to be one. I remember 2006. There was one
0: safari. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Because uh, frankly, just the people I know who go will not go Rosh Hashanah davening without going to the mikvah. Right. Right. Yeah. There's plenty of mikvahs. Uh, <laughs> these taxi costs for the rides you described, not that expensive. Not too bad at A all. A three hour ride for hundred bucks that's, that's right,
12: right. I think Russia should probably
0: be three hundred total. Right. Good point. Yep. Because right things go up at that point. I get it. Um, Fourteen thousand meals we spoke about the cigarettes you just warned everybody about that. And I can only imagine what our Israeli brethren go through. with Exactly. The that's state. the problem. Yeah. But they could buy there, right? They could buy cigarettes and yes. in, in buy Portland. just buy local, right? The alcohol and drugs we spoke about, and this gentleman who's in jail, uh, I we pray for him. Um, And you do claim that there's a confirmation that thirty thousand seats from around the world have already have already been sold. That's that's according to Rabbi Kabbach. Yeah, thirty thousand airplane airline seats have already been sold from Israel. Putting together Israel, America, and all the other places that people go. That's right.
12: It's incredible.
0: That's also... Which airlines benefit from this, by the way? Uh,
12: all, all the airlines that fly through, you have a Turkish, you have Lot, you have the Polish Airlines, you have... And they all know the routine. Of, yeah, they do. Well, I mean, people are flying into, you know, the...
0: the right, the, in general, the, they fly to Israel through these right, places. Right. Uh, but if they have a, a plane load of Hasidic-looking people... Well, it sounds like it's not that far into them, right? That's number right, one. Right, and they know what to do. They know the routine. Sure, they sure. know there's going to be a chakra service on the plane. They, they know <laughs> they this, do. right? They yeah. know there's going to be a lot of kosher food being ordered.
12: <laughs> yeah, the Ukrainians didn't used to like that, but uh, they're not flying right. anymore now. So,
0: well, Ukrainian. yeah, they're not flying. And, right. and but on top of that, they they came to the revelation that they're making good business on this whole thing. So that's level. That also helps, you know. Right, that's it's all right. It's, uh, you're never going to rid everything when it comes to anti-Semitism. You're not going to rid everybody of everything. Um, and um, last year, 26,000 people. And again, we spoke about the music. And there's going to be uh, no music this year, at least in public places. Uh, but I would assume there's some good kumzitzes and stuff after davening on Yonzef. Absolutely. I, I would yeah,
12: all, the, all, the, all the yeshivas and whatnot, the other buildings, yeah.
0: And Pushkina Avenue. It's not only a street, it's also a video. And people should check that out. Boy, oh boy, I'll tell you. Talk about a state of uman address. I think you covered everything this morning. We
12: got to get you there. Not, what, do we, what do we have? To I can't do? see doing it. Maybe I'll get you. How a, close
0: are you to the Tian? Like, are you a very close walk to the? I'm, I'm a five minute walk where I stay. Yeah, very, very are you close. in the same place every year now?
12: I, I bounce around. I stay with Mylekh Khan usually. He oh. has a, he has a little entourage over there that, that uh, he dominates one of the big minions there.
0: So. Meaning for the uman?
12: Yeah, he dumps for the uman. Sure, sure. Is a yeah. Mm-hmm. Rabnota Frank comes over and he kind of has a whole group that leads the davening. beautiful
0: remember last time you were here we spoke about the Shah bus? sure has the bus been anywhere this summer or not
12: uh, the bus has been going around Manzi uh, it's making its local rounds and uh, we're getting it ready to go hopefully on the road we're trying to get Schlepping Nachas and Maylach going to go on a, on a cross country tour Nachas is Schlepping Nachas is a new jam band out of Israel we actually did a song with them called Tell Me What to Do it's a, it's a, it's also on
0: YouTube. There will not be a Shabbos at Burning Man.
12: Not this year. We're not going to be doing. But that. But it's
0: anymore. happened in the past, right? We've we've you've did. had some type of of, <laughs> of presence there.
12: That's right. We did have a camp. We had a kosher camp right. a few years ago.
0: Boy, oh boy, yeah, unbelievable. Well, if you're into spirituality, it sounds like the capital is Uman. I'll tell you that much. Uh, if, if not Pomona, then it's Umar. Uh, <laughs> now, you sent me a, a, a... Is there anything else that you sent me that you want to get to this morning? I mean,
12: you... We've got time. You can get a little preview or we'll work on a couple more songs. Well, tell me. Tell we, me what we're doing. Well, we're doing a remix of probably the greatest Jewish music video of all time, Ivory Anochi by Benny Friedman. So we're doing a deep house version of that, which is influenced a lot by Tribal House. And we're doing a song with Yehuda Green. Which so you know
0: what? You know what? We have three thing three things you sent me yeah. that seem to be unnamed, right? Let's do a little a, do a little experimentation on the air. <laughs> okay, All right, sure. let, you'll tell everybody as you hear the opening notes. You'll tell everybody what it is that we're listening to, which is this one.
12: This is, of course, Yehuda Green. This, this is a remake is- of the Rebis too. Can we play this? Absolutely.
0: Yehuda Green will say it's a brand new music alert Wednesday at JMAM. DJ KLMN has declared that we will only play the first minute and 30 seconds of this Yehuda Green remix, we're calling it, right? basically it's a, a remix.
12: remix. That's what we do a lot of, is Landon Eagle does remixes. And then there's, of course, the Ivory Anochi coming out, which is called Ivory 2.0. And you'll hear what what we did with Benny.
0: Uh, all right, so now, oh gosh, I hope I get this right. Let's see, you tell us what this one is. <laughs> On-air experimentation here at JM and the air. After 40 years. What is this one? Let's see if you can figure it out. Let's see. Oh, is this it? Is it real? Does
12: Benny know about this one? Sure. He <laughs> just gave me a big bracha to do it. <laughs>
0: To hear uh, Benny do this tempo at a wedding, that'll be something. He'll be collapsed on the floor after about half a minute. <laughs>
12: uh, this is what you do when you get electronic music together with the Jewish
0: music. So, Landed Eagle basically is enhancing a lot of great Jewish music. Out like, there. We, like, we like to merge the electronic music world and the Jewish music world. Where'd you pick up your electronic music expertise, on the West Coast or here on the East Coast?
12: No, I did it when I, you know, when I was a kid. I used to listen to all the early stuff in the 80s, the, like electronic
0: music. And... People don't even realize how much of a force it was back then. It sort of snuck into the whole, you know, pop music scene. That's right. Once you got yeah. into the 80s and 90s. But mm-hmm. today, boy, um, pretty amazing. And then there was one more you sent. Oh, that... was there one more?
12: I don't know. The Kuchirichu one, which I did with Slapping Nachas. I'll pull that up on YouTube. That's a great one. That was one of our biggest hits,
0: I think. Here, identify. Don't quiz me on this one. Identify this one for me and tell me because uh, the last one I got. Oh, this is Pushkin again. Oh, this is the Pushkin. That's the audio that's of Pushkin. That's the audio of Pushkin. We covered it all, okay. DJ KLMN. It's pretty amazing. I don't know if I should give you a bracha that you're going to Uman or not, because I have to maintain my stance that people should be with their families and not travel to the middle of the Ukraine. Is it the middle of the Ukraine? It's, uh, no, it's not the middle of the Ukraine. Near no. the border? Yeah. Well, 800 kilometers from the border, right. but I get right. it. from the front. But it's somewhere in the Ukraine. I t- I'm proud to say I have no clue where, but it's somewhere. We're going to get you there. It's somewhere in the Ukraine. Um, are there other spiritual stops near there? Before you leave, are there other graves other, you know, um, a landmark, um, a Jewish leaders that are worth visiting there.
12: Um, I haven't done those. There are a lot of people that go around there. There, there are a lot of the Hasidic rabbis are buried around the area, so.
0: People, and we know where they are, and. Um,
12: they they the they know pretty much where they think they are, and uh, right. you know you go to. Well, I assume it, some it, of them are marked. I would, yes, I would some, guess some of them are. Marked. A lot of them were destroyed. Right. So,
0: yeah. And that's it. And they uh, then they eventually get back home for Yom Kippur. That's right.
12: People stay in Yom Kippur too. People go for Sukkot now.
0: Anyone who's there at Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur obviously is staying there the entire week. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Right, that you've never done. No, I haven't. So we can assume you'll be on a plane some Gedalia. Well, I'll be back. Yes, <laughs> I'll be back. Is right. Uh, I'm just not in the mood to end this conversation. Otherwise, I'd throw you out of here. But I just, uh, I think this whole thing is fascinating. <laughs> I love hearing about it and. uh Hopefully it'll bring uh, Yeshua's and the Chamos to the Jewish people because, uh, hey, it sounds like, if the most important thing, and I believe that everybody, Misnagin and Chassid, would agree, if the most important thing is to daven and have the uh, dvekas that you described earlier with the one above, if that's the most important thing for Rosh Hashanah, and it likely is, I would imagine, then, hey, if 30,000 people are having their tfilos enhanced by being there, then... The electricity before Musaf.
12: Either in Barry Weber's minion or in Yoli Leibowitz's minion, it's not to be believed. Barry Dobbins Barry Dobbins, the early. And Yoli Dobbins and and Yoli, Yoli, Yoli. Yoli, it is like you walk in before Musaf and you feel this. It's like, I can't describe it. Everyone feels it. And then when Musaf begins, you're just plugged in on a different and
0: level. And I'm sorry for asking this, but I'm sure I'll be criticized later today if I don't. The craziness we hear about, is it very, very minimal? It's minimal. I mean, there's. There are you know, episodes like, like anywhere. Everyone has there's their There's 30,000 people yeah, there. You can have
12: a few. Few uh,
0: interesting apples, but in all seriousness, if you hang out there on a typical day, you're not going to notice any craziness. No, I mean
12: there's a lot of there's a lot of sim I'd say a lot of right.
0: singing and dancing, but right. But, but if if one is fearful that there's criminal activity happening, oh no. you, you would say it's no. literally at the minimum.
12: Nachman, everyone's around talking about Rabbi Nachman's Torah. There are classes everywhere. People are learning.
0: You're They're not wasting their time. No, no, no. There's
12: no, no downtime for them to get I mean, involved. There's a little bit I'm of time And the if, guys that are there and they have their downtime, you know what? They're having their downtime in Uman and Rosh Hashanah. Right. So God bless them.
0: And what is chauffeur like? Is there a period of time, or a specific few minutes or hour during Rosh Hashanah? Well, this year would be the second day because obviously the first day is Shabbos. Is there a time where it's just unbearable? How many chauffeurs are going off at once?
12: No, no, because the minions are so big. You know, there's not. That's it's not essential. an issue. No,
0: no. no. You see, you that see the, cool. <laughs> you see the impression I have. It's like I, battle calls. Literally, <laughs> I have that impression that that Pushkina Avenue is filled with minyanim, all outdoors, hey. like sort of like the Kotel when you know when Nate's comes. No, it's, you know? It
12: doesn't feel like that. I hear you saying
0: no. and all of a sudden, there's so many chauffeurs. Wait a second. I can't, I can't be Yotse's chauffeur with that <laughs> no, guy. No, no. It's not
12: an issue. No, thousands of people in each
0: minute. You see what I worry about? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Have you gone over the menu yet, for Rosh Hashanah, with the uh, with the people preparing 14,000 meals? I'm not, a-
12: I'm, you know, I'm not pit on it. It's always delicious. You know, it's always I mean, fresh. I have to
0: assume there'll be no nuts. I mean, it's Rosh <laughs> Hashanah, after all. There'll right. be no nuts involved. No nuts. I have to assume there'll be honey available to Plenty dip the challah in the honey. Yep. Is there seriously honey? Sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Everything you get. Every time yeah. they give out an individual it's, it's, meal, there's honey involved? Sure.
12: It's beautiful. I look on the. Just watch the Pushkin Avenue video. You'll see the food being given out. You'll see behind the scenes. Simis? Is there Simmus?
0: Simis? I don't remember the semis, actually. (laughs) Maybe I think there is. There probably is. I mean, come on. It's Russia (laughs) Shudda after all. Come on. One of the traditional Russia uh, Shudda culinary treats. Right. And is there good dessert? I need to Oh, yeah. Great dessert. It's good dessert. It's not as good as Barbies, but it's good. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet for a brand new year. Yes. All right. Sounds like you have all the bases covered. Anybody wants information? How do they contact DJ KLMN? Uh, on Instagram, just type in KLMN. That's follow it. us, DJ KLMN. And if someone seriously wants to go, and I don't know if this is the right audience, but it could be, but if someone seriously wants to go, they should contact you. Contact okay. me, DM,
12: where we have a special initiative through the Confed Program to give subsidized tickets for certain people. So we have an application. What is it, like half price? Uh, yeah, we will subsidize their flights in some cases, depending if they've never been before. There's actually a special for any people anyone that's finished um, uh Stefanski's uh, his Dafyomi we're really encouraging the Ellie Stefanski guys to come to Uman this year
0: and you're ready to subsidize
12: and we're ready to subsidize anyone is he going th- no he's not gonna go <laughs> if he finds out that I'm doing this he's gonna have a
0: <laughs> he's gonna have a fit you're getting into a lot of trouble this morning I must say <laughs> <laughs> gotta stir it up gotta stir it up and you waited for a half hour into the interview to mention subsidies thanks a lot <laughs> <right. D>. <laughs> I, lo- I lost half the audience and he's mentioned <laughs> subsidies now <laughs> d j no 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 klmn right. on instagram go to klmn right they'll contact you you'll tell them how to get a subsidized ticket absolutely and you'll toss an extra simus if they mention the name <laughs> sounds great we'll do it we'll tag you uh this was really a delight this was really a delight uh, I, I can't I tell you, I hate saying goodbye to you. This is so great. But anyway. <laughs> Thank uh, you. A, a real pleasure. And I'll take this opportunity to wish you a ksiva tova. happy, Thank healthy, you. and sweet new year. Thank you. And we have a date. We're we're gonna get together succus, Samir Tisha. Looking forward yes. Yeah. We'll Cholomod. get together sukus and holoid and uh, and hopefully some of your spiritual inspiration will rub off on me. That'll be great. Is I'll it think, possible? It is possible. It might happen. I'll take some of yours too. <laughs> i'm happy to hear i have some thank god <laughs> more coming up you are listening to a uh, a wednesday morning edition of jm in the a.m
10: A toke in la zone, le col So
3: be so funny, so funny, it's so
8: Magie, Kshen,
3: Magie, Kshen, is Ken, Uma Avo, Mashia, Kine, Hakim, Karnbe, Roder, Gashem. I'm
0: Jam in the AM with Mendy Gerufi. Kishia Vo is the name of that one here on a Wednesday morning broadcast. Benny Freeman before that, brand new with 222. Yoni Z had a call at Tova. Yaakov Kovtan with uh HaParnassah open up that set here at JMN. My thanks to DJ KLMN who was here, talked about Uman. That was, uh, I thought it was a fascinating conversation, frankly, especially shedding light for those of us who've never been there for Rosh Hashanah, what it's all about and some of the history and some of the things that go on now in 5783. Yeah, every time I hear about it, I warm up to the concept a bit more, although... <laughs> I. I will still maintain my uh, my position on the whole matter. Um, that's for sure. Uh, JM and the AM on a Wednesday morning broadcast with a reminder that our Elul Chesed campaign is in full swing. Go to com slash Chesed. com slash Chesed. You can see all the information regarding our Elul Chesed campaign so far. Uh, if you want to support the Jews of the Ukraine who are going through this war-torn situation and are in, basic, are in need of basics, uh, necessities, basic necessities for Rosh Hashanah and Sukkis, uh, that's the latest link that's been put up at com slash chesed. Again, nachomsigl.com slash chesed. Well, one of the things we've done for many years is speak with people uh, within our community who are doing some very interesting things and likely because of the interesting things that they are doing are faced with some interesting challenges. And uh, we met a while back a young gentleman named uh, Ari Mayrov. Ari Mayrov is um, on Twitter. You could find him at my sports update again at my sports update. And he covers NFL news and he has, listen to this, 678,000 followers. That's right. You heard correctly. 678,000 followers. And uh, more importantly, he's an amazing member of our community, an outstanding mensch, according to uh, all the accounts that uh, I have gotten, and he's with us live via telephone to discuss this unique situation that he's in. Ari Mayrov, welcome to JM and the AM.
13: Nahum, it's an honor to be on with you, and I appreciate the um, amazing introduction there. I mean, I should get you on for every radio hit that I ever do. <laughs>
0: yeah, I appreciate that. Actually, I wouldn't mind doing that. Um, you know, right off the bat, uh, I would have to assume, I mean, I am an NFL fan, a frustrated Jet fan, which I think is no revelation at all to this audience that has heard me discuss it over the years. I am an NFL fan. I'd have to imagine there are hundreds, if not thousands of people that are reporting NFL news on a year round regular basis. Why is Ari Mayrov attracting close to seven hundred thousand followers?
13: Well, it's definitely um a great question and as you know, the NFL is such a is such a big sport and there are millions of people who follow this game literally year round. And um many people care about it so closely and I basically what I did when I started this in 2013 my idea of it was essentially I'm going to take everything that is going on around the NFL and put it all in one spot and as you said there are so many different people who are putting out information about what's going on whether it's a signing a trade an injury a, um, a firing a hiring whatever it is that I remember at the time I was like there's really no place for the average fan who's in school or is at work for him to truly get everything in one spot, a reliable place, an accurate place, not not biased information, but just straight up regular information that you need to know every single day if you're a a close fan. So that's kind of what it when it started and I did that for a couple of years and over time it just started to grow and grow and got to a point where I remember it was really just a side hustle for me. And it got to the point where I remember seeing like analysts and reporters and players, agents, some coaches, like started following the account. That's when I realized I was doing something right. So I guess the reason why it has become this, you know, successful to this point essentially is it's a one-stop shop for everything. It's basically a hub for the average fan who needs to know everything. Instead of following so many different people or going to multiple different websites, you get all your information in one spot.
0: So you're essentially a clearinghouse. I mean, if there's an injury update, if there's a schedule update, if some game is flexed, or if uh, a team decides to wear a different uniform, all of that is going to be reported by Ari Mayrov at some point that day.
13: Everything is going to be there for the most part in a timely fashion. Obviously, Shabbos, we all take off there, so you're going to miss it on Saturdays and all that, which is perfectly fine with me, but... Um, aside from that, yeah, you're going to get basically everything that I think the fan needs to know. I'm going to try not to put anything out there that I don't think is relevant or that important. But everything that is really important and I feel like is noteworthy or I feel like the fans care about, that is all going to be on there. And it's really one of the main reasons why it has gotten to this point where, again, I would have never imagined it would when I started this thing back in 2013.
0: You know, I remember, uh, I mean, like I said, we've been discussing this topic of, uh, you know, people in our community doing interesting things uh, for many, many years, decades at this point. And I remember... Um, there was somebody who put together an incredible news site at the very beginning when the internet was um, you know, just becoming part of everyone's day in terms of checking news, etc. And Matt Drudge, I'm assuming everybody in this audience, even people your age, know who Matt Drudge is at Drudge Report, etc. He would have links at the bottom of his homepage to different news sites you know, that he would suggest, 30 or 40 of them. And he refused to put this one on. Because the gentleman in charge of it took off on Shabbos, not for anti not because he didn't like Jews, but simply he felt that he can't put on, you know, for his audience a website that's not there and active, twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week. Do you have any drawbacks not being available for those twenty-five hours? I really have
13: not gotten many drawbacks, to be honest. Like I, I also just I don't know how many of all the followers that you mentioned that I have realized that I'm actually off during those 24 hours, like I have mentioned in different places that I'm Jewish and I'm Orthodox and, and I observe Shabbat and all those different things but I'm not sure how many of the percentage of the people actually are aware of it so that's part of it but the reality of the NFL and you probably know that as a fan is that the news cycle really never stops it's right. really like a train it's literally every single day no matter what you're going to have new stuff coming in all the time so even though I'm not around for a Shabbos and I'm missing 25 hours and there have been Many different things that have happened on those days. I can mean five different trades that happened on Shabbos that I missed, which is fine. It's it's normal. But you know what happens? When I get back on Sunday, there'll be more stuff going on. So it's really gotten to a point where I understand it's really not the end of the world. Everything is fine. Everything will be fine. Everyone will understand it. And the best part about it, I've gotten to know many people around the NFL now, ever since this really became a full-time job, and I speak to them. And when I tell them about, you know, I'm not around on Saturdays, don't text me, don't call me or whatever, they're like, oh, how do you do that? How do you like, how are you like not on your phone for 25 hours? And when you explain it to them and you explain the whole concept of being with your family and sitting down and, you know, going to stroll, seeing your, your friends and all the different things, they, it's starts nice to like settle in for them. It's like, oh, that actually makes a lot of sense. It's actually really cool. I feel like everyone actually needs that. So there's that element of of it as well, which has been really fun to do. Because, like, initially they don't really understand what I'm talking about. They think it's crazy. And then eventually it, like, settles in and they're like, actually, that's something that we would love to have if we could do that.
0: Well, I mean, this reminds me of, you know, uh, some of the other Jewish heroes. And I'm sure you're not comfortable being classified in that way. But that's how we've been doing it for decades. Anybody who declares to institutions that run this country that Shabbos is more important than what they do and in this case it's the NFL. You're basically telling people Shabbos is more important than NFL football. I mean I don't think any you know, average American you know wouldn't faint when they hear that anything's more important uh, than the National Football League but you're basically declaring that on a regular basis not, not trumpeting it and not publicizing it as you indicated but certainly uh, you know, the word gets around as you uh, become more and more well known. Ari Marov is with us live via telephone. He is uh, on Twitter with almost 700,000 followers with the National Football League. So back to our other part of the conversation. A three-day yuntif again, must must drive you three times as crazy as a regular Shabbos.
13: Um, yeah, I mean, there's always that element where, you know, whenever I open the calendar every year to see when the holidays come up, like, you want it not to fall on Sundays, but if it does, it does. This year, Every holiday is hitting on Sundays, which is fine. Whatever we'll miss games, it's, it's perfectly fine with me. As I was telling you, like, it happens. Um, you do Rosh Hashanah, you do Mkippur, it's the holiest days of the year. I mean, regardless, that's it trumps everything with football. I literally don't even have football in my mind during those days. So um, it, it is what it is. You get back whenever it is this year. I believe it's, it's on Monday or Sunday night. We get back and you go catch up on what you missed once you get back home and um you see what it is and then you keep it moving because yeah. like i was telling you let's just use this year as an example you're going to miss most of the sunday games for russia Hashan- because of russia now that's fine you get back there's going to be a sunday night game there's going to be all the injury reports that come out the very next day There are going to be a lot more um head coach interviews the next day and they're going to bring out some more information There will be a lot more rumors coming out, whether it's trade stuff or guys who are on the bubble, roster bubble, those type of things. So plus the the Monday night game, plus the Monday night game, plus the Monday night game. There will be another game. So the reality is, it's just never going to stop. So even though you're missing a large chunk of things, eventually you get back, and it's as if you didn't miss anything. That's the way I look at
0: it. Yeah, it's a good perspective. Uh, The season is more there than it's not there. Those of us who are frustrated, we may miss some games. It's a lot more there than not there, as Ari have just pointed out. By the way, you were in a unique situation. Uh, we talk about Shabbos. Your perspective is amazing that uh, you're able to, you know, shut off the NFL world for those 25 hours. And certainly, if there's a three day untov, you could do the same thing, which is wonderful and a great lesson for everybody listening, no matter what line of work they may be in. But you found yourself a unique in a unique situation. You're not you're not averse to making an accommodation when it's possible to make an accommodation. I'm referring to the fact that the NFL draft was taking place on a Friday night and you found a unique way to keep your work going um, for a little bit longer. Explain to everybody what happened.
13: Yeah, it's, um, it's amazing that you know that because I really haven't told many people about it. But what I've done, the NFL draft, people don't know, it's a three-day event. It starts on Thursday night. And then the second and third round is on Friday night. And then the final four rounds, four through seven, are on Saturday. What I did basically is because the rounds two and three are on Friday, over the last few years, ever since this became a full-time thing for me, the draft is one of the biggest events of the NFL calendar, people who don't know. So if I was to stay in New York, which is where I'm from, I would essentially miss the the second and third round of the draft. So what I've done in the last few years is I essentially go to the West Coast and I've gone to Seattle for Shabbos for that particular week. And by doing that, I'm able to get the rounds two for three in because Shabbos there starts at around 8 o'clock local, which would be 11 o'clock Eastern. (laughs) And by then, rounds two (laughs) and three is over. And then I'm able to take in Shabbos and everything
0: is perfectly fine. So So it's it's a nice, beautiful Jewish community. Instead of complaining yep. that Chavez is ruining your activities, you found the positive way around it.
13: Exactly. I mean, there's a beautiful Jewish community in Seattle as well. So um, it all works out. I mean, I, I've gone there for a few years now, and honestly, I've enjoyed every second being there. I mean, it's a very unique place, and um, it's honestly been great. I mean, it's, it's probably one of those trips every year that I kind of look forward to just because it, there, there is a different element of it, but there was a way of getting around it to make it work for, for all parties. I do, guess.
0: do they think that Pete Carroll has overstayed his welcome?
13: They, they, um, it's funny because they, they, they are diehard sports fans there in Seattle. And, they, they, I mean, they love their team. I mean, they love Pete Carroll. It's hard not to like the guy. I mean, he's it's amazing if if for people who don't follow football, if you look at Pete Carroll and watch videos of him on the sideline, you would never guess that he's 72 years old. So he's a very, very highly energetic guy. He's the oldest head coach in football. so He's older than um, Belichick? People would never guess that. He's older than Belichick by a year. It is one of the crazier facts out there in football. So, um, they like him there. He had an amazing job last year. A team that was not supposed to be good somehow made the playoffs. So, um, I don't think they're that they're continuing that much about it.
0: And, uh, and there's, and likely you will, you will tweet something out on his birthday. Now that he's getting up there in age, (laughs) that's the likelihood.
13: I I actually, I, the funny thing is in funny you mentioned that I actually did, did did do that (laughs) when he turned 70 and, the reaction to him turning 70 were like, holy cow, I did not know he's already 70. So um, <laughs> it, it, is, it is an impressive thing. He's a highly energetic guy and definitely does not look like his age.
0: Do you know what your most retweeted tweet was? Like, is there one that stands out where the whole country went crazy?
13: Um. So last year, during the DeMar Hamlin situation, which really took over the world, um, when that happened, of course, he had cardiac arrest on the field. Right. A bit of a miracle that he came out of it and all. The aftermath of it, once it was, you know, doctors said that he was going to be fine, Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen did a press conference, and he kind of went out of, out of his way to say that the player who hit Demar Hamlin, he was getting some hate on social media for whatever reason. It was a free play. It wasn't his fault. Right. But there was a lot of people hating on him for whatever reason. So the Bills quarterback came out in his press conference before it ended, stopped everything, and said, hey, I've seen a lot of things on social media. I'm asking everyone to stop it. Do not blame the player. His name is T. Higgins. Don't blame him. Don't blame his family. With stuff that are being out there, is definitely wrong. And um, the news that we got today that, that Demar was going to be fine, um, I'm sure that took a lot off his shoulders because we've all talked to him as well. So people really, you know, it really people took that video to heart because you really went out of his way to like talk about the player from the other team. And that video, for whatever reason, got well over a hundred thousand likes and whatever. So I think that one is one of the highest ones that I've had. We've had a few others, but that one quickly came to mind right now.
0: Uh, You said you're an NFL. It sounds like you're an NFL fan since you're a youngster uh, and knowing the geography um, uh, where you're from, I would have to assume you've paid uh, a lot of attention to my team. Uh, Is there any hope this year for the New York jets? Uh, What do you think?
13: I am very, very excited about the New York Jets this year. First time, long time for this team. I mean, they obviously got a new quarterback, one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of this game in Aaron Rodgers. That team last year somehow won seven games, even though the quarterback play was not great, to say the least. And now you're getting one of the better ones in history. And Aaron is coming into that team with a different energy. It just feels like he's very, very happy He's getting along with everybody there. The coaches love him. He's involved with the front office work. Um, that team is, is young, but very, very talented on the defense. Um, the weapons for the receivers and the running backs. The offensive line is a bit of a work in progress, but they'll get better. I think this team is going to be good this year. They're in a very, very tough division and a very tough conference, which makes it a little bit more complicated. But... I have this team winning at the very least ten games from wow. getting into the playoffs. So I'm, I'm I'm very very high on the Jets. I hope I'm not we're not going to look back at this come January and I'm way off. But I am really really excited about this team because they somehow won seven games last year with bad quarterback play, and now you're getting one of the best players really ever to come in and take over the same team that even added even more players on top of that.
0: So I, I think their over-under is nine and a half. You basically think that that's pretty sound, like that's they got it right, you're thinking.
13: I think so. I mean, there's there's this element that he came in, he's really gotten this entire team together to buy in, and he did something that was, that was very different, that no player I've ever seen do this before. Yeah, I'll tell your audience about it, he, did a, uh, he was supposed to make a lot of money this year. It's supposed to be basically $50 million this year, $50 million next year. Right. He did something where he took a $35 million pay cut. He returned $35 million to give back to the team so they could add even more players around him. So he's as all-in as it gets right now for them to add more players, build a championship team. They already have a championship-caliber team, in my opinion. I think they're going to add a few more players here in the coming weeks as they try to fortify the roster. But I am very, very excited about this team. And as someone from New York, I feel the the, the buzz around this team um, with the season coming up in a couple of
0: weeks. Do you agree that uh, the Giants are, uh, are being treated fairly when people uh, speak of their over-under for the season at seven or eight games?
13: It, it, it's an interesting question because last year they overachieved like crazy. And um, it surprised everybody surprised me. They have an excellent head coach. They have a quarterback who I think gets doesn't get enough respect, if I'm being honest. A lot of people think he's not worth the money that he got paid this off season. He's a he's a pro typical type of quarterback you want in the NFL right now. He's a, a thrower and a runner. He could do right. both. And um, they finally added a lot of really good players around him, including a tight end. His name is Darren Waller, who has been a monster so far here in camp. He's been catching everything. He's going to have a big year. He stays healthy. So I, I think the Giants could do better than this. I think it's a seven, seven and a half, whatever it was. Um, they're in a, an easier conference, per se. They're in a tough division, but the conference isn't as difficult. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not as low on them as some people are making out to be. I think that team, added so many good players that, they're going to keep on moving up over here as well. It's exciting times right now in New York for football.
0: Does Ari, you better than baseball, I can tell you that much. Does Ari Mayroff make Super Bowl predictions?
13: I have in the past. I am not a big opinion person, if I'm going to be honest with you, but I have not settled on my pick just yet.
0: So it's not automatic, in your opinion, that Kansas City is the favored uh, NFL team to win it all?
13: I mean... If you, if you told me right now to pick somebody, I probably will put Kansas City again. However, the last time we've had a back-to-back champion in the NFL was back in 2003-2004 with New England. So it hasn't happened in a very, very long time. Right. When the team wins it all, there's this element where everyone is out to get them to make sure they don't get it back. So I don't think it's, a, it's, it's as, a, as much of a lock as some people are making it out to be. And like I was telling you before, the conference in the AFC has so many great teams so many excellent young quarterbacks and one, I guess old quarterback and Aaron Rodgers but there, there's a lot of really really good players in that conference and yeah. a lot of really really good
0: teams. And, and injuries play such a part and nobody could predict any of exactly. those so who, who knows uh, Ari Mayrov everybody he's in our opinion uh, one of those amazing people that declares to one of the most important I mean the NFL to a degree controls this country it certainly controls our entertainment schedule they figured out a way to usurp every single month of the year as I'm sure you've observed over last few years as you're getting older and older uh so so you're t- you're telling one of the most important institutions in the uh, entire country and the world that um that shabbos is more important and that this whole concept of uh, being inaccessible for 25 hours is not, not, not only a welcome on your part, but you would strongly suggest it to others as well. And for us, that's one of the most heroic things someone can do, make those statements uh, to an institution that thinks they own everything and that nobody can tell them anything. Uh, have they invited you to the Super Bowl yet, or that's down the road? I actually was
13: – I did go – Two years ago to the Super Bowl, when I was working with PFF, we were able to um, get that. I mean, now that I'm officially a, a full time worker in this industry for the last two years, I'm able to really go to all events with credentialed access, which is um, pretty great. I mean, I've been to the Combine, the Senior Bowl, the owners meetings is a, is a fascinating thing, which I wish more people get to see just how all these owners walk around and talk to each other. It's some fascinating things there. Um, So, yeah, I've kind of been to all these league events that go on during the offseason in particular because that's when all the transaction season really goes on. But, um, yeah, I've been able to go to all of those different things. And um, a lot of different things go on there, a lot of different conversations and discussions. And chatter goes on, a lot of rumblings about what's going to happen, what's not going to happen. And the Super Bowl is definitely one of them as well. But the Super Bowl is more of a year end event where everyone just gets to celebrate the entire year of what just happened. And and we should mention the we,
0: we should mention at those owners meetings there are some people very involved in Jewish philanthropy. You've got some NFL owners well, that are supporting some wonderful causes out there.
13: There are obviously Robert Kraft is probably on top of that list, but there's a large chunk of Jewish owners in the NFL. I mean Jeffrey Lurie of course is in there. There's 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 a nice number well, amount, I'm, I'm, amount I'm, of them. I'm of are. course
0: I'm of course thinking of the Will family, sure.
13: Yeah, exactly. That's there. So th- there are there are Steve Kish, of course, with the Giants. I mean, there there are there are, there are a bunch of Jewish owners here in the NFL. A lot of them were involved with many different Jewish organizations and philanthropy, like you said. And um, it's amazing because I, I deal with a lot of front office people. That's really part of my job. And there's a lot of front office people who are Jewish, not necessarily religious, but a lot of people who are Jewish and understand really everything that really goes on in the Orthodox world. So whenever I do have those discussions with them, I mean, they, they totally understand that. I mean, when it comes to front office people, the people who make the decisions up top, I would say there's a, a nice percentage of them who are, who are Jewish out there. So um, that's also a really good part about football, which um, – like over the and
0: years. and to be fair, even though some people may criticize me because of the things that. Uh He's been accused of the prior owner of the Washington Commanders was also and continues to be very philanthropic in certain areas of Jewish life. So even even guys with a checkered history, some of them have some amazing attributes to them uh, that should be recognized. I'm going to toss that out there as well. Uh, everybody out there, you should know that there are some people on the front lines of major entertainment industries in this country uh, that are uh, representing us well. One of them is Ari Mayrov. You could follow him him on twitter what did i say the at was what's your uh, at what on twitter the at
13: is my sports update it's probably a different story to explain how we got to that name but i just made up a name when i started this thing in 2013 not expecting it to go anywhere and that's what it was and now <laughs> it stuck so um my sports update is the name
0: at my sports update, and you could follow what Ari does every single day when it's not Shabbos or Yom Tov. And I would guess, other than those two occasions, Ari, you are working from havdala to candle lighting. Would that be accurate? Eh,
13: more or less. I mean, I definitely try to find a way of doing proper work-life balance, but um, as, as we said earlier, there's so much going on that sometimes it gets a little bit difficult.
0: What a delight speaking with you. I take this opportunity to wish you a happy, healthy, sweet new year, and I hope that toward the end of January, you and I are doing a local Super Bowl preview. Wouldn't that be nice?
13: That would be amazing <laughs> if that ends up happening. It would be um was well, the last time we've had that, Mets and Yankees in 2000, whatever it was. So, um,
0: it's that, that would be um, an impressive thing. It's few and far between. And in this case, I would at least take the AFC side of things. Trust me. Uh, Ari, thanks so much for joining <laughs> us. Continue to represent our people as well as you do already. It was an honor. Thank you so much, Malcolm. Ari Mayrov, everybody. Almost 700,000 followers on Twitter, and most importantly... He's one of those people in our community who is uh, declaring to a very, very important institution and industry in this country that there's nothing more important than Shabbos. Nothing more important than Shabbos. And that, to us, over all these years, has always been such an incredible and uh, amazing um, thing to acknowledge. It just, it's, it's always, for us, it's amazing. It reminds me of some of the classic interviews we've done over the last 40 years with people who have declared that uh, Shabbos is more important than politics, Shabbos is more important than boxing, which of course in this country was one of the I mean, historic hallmark sports in this country in the early part and middle part of the 20th century. Um, people who have said that uh, Shabbos is more important than uh, representing sports figures and uh, being at their beck and call every hour of every day. Um, concert producers and promoters who've said that the Shabbos and Jewish music is more important than, than their industry and the non-Jewish music. We've met a lot of people like this over the years, love featuring them. And to us, they, they really are Jewish heroes, whether they want to accept that or not. They don't have to, they don't have to agree with me that they're Jewish heroes, but I will never stop saying that they are. Um... My thanks to a very interesting jam this morning. Hour number two with DJ KLMN, all about Uman. If you missed that, you got to check out the interview. And then now in hour number three, Ari Marov and the NFL. He's got high hopes for my team in the AFC. I hope he's right. We'll see what happens. Been it's been, a, it's, been a, it's been a long, long time before or since we've had meaningful games in December and January, or any games in January. be and Achim brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored digital radio, around the world web and on the Nachomsigel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. It wraps up an amazing Wednesday here at JM and the Messi's wife is away, family simcha, so there will not be a live lunch today, but there will be amazing music all day long, of course. It's Wednesday, after all. Uh, JM Rewind is coming up next. If you missed the conversation with Ray right Fast and Tony Gelbart on the plane with Nevis Benefesh, that's part of our JM Rewind coming up next. So pay careful attention to that. And tomorrow morning, we're back, of course, starting at 6 a.m. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, to Segal reminding you remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.